and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we learn, we read Parasha Shemini. Shemini means eight. And eight is alluding to the eighth day in which the tabernacle was consecrated, was inaugurated in the desert. So we see in the Torah many times it's talking about the eighth day. What is the eighth day? I know there's seven days in a week. Where is the eighth day? So the eighth day really... What it means is that it's a day that we do things that are supra-rational. They are beyond the natural order of the world. As we know, God created seven days in the week, including Shabbat, which is the seventh day. And even though Shabbat is a very spiritual day, it's actually part of this realm. It's part of this world. It goes with the natural order of the world. But when we talk about the eighth day, we're talking about supra-rational, something that is beyond the natural order of the world. And for example, the Brit Milah we do on the eighth day. Why? Because no parent in their right mind is going to take their little baby and get them uh, uh, circumcised. It's not a, a logical thing you would do, ever. So what drives a parent to do this? It's really something that is beyond him. It's more than the natural order, than the reason of this world. It goes beyond it. So we connect to a higher place. So this parasha, at the end, it starts talking about the loss of forbidden uh, foods for the Jewish people. Here Hashem talks about what we can eat and what we cannot eat. What is allowed for us to eat? What is not allowed for us to eat? What is uh, uh, kosher? What is not kosher? And this is a staple of the Jewish identity. You see, kosher food, and nowadays it's become a, a momentum. It's become something very big. People are, more people than ever are eating kosher food. But it's something that has been with the Jewish people forever, even from Abraham Avino. He knew all the laws of Kashrut. He kept them and he uh, lived by them. Him and his son and, he, and Jacob. And from then on, the Jewish people have kept Kashrut. So here we see that God spoke to Moshe and he said to Aaron, who should say to Elazar and Isamar, who are the sons of Aaron, that they should speak to the children of Israel and say to them, these are the living creatures that you may eat from and the animals on the earth. You may eat any animal which has a split hoof, which is completely split into two hoofs, it is and it chews its cut. So, but, um, but we see here that there's some animals that have a split hoof but don't chew their their cut and we see that there are some animals that they chew their cut but they don't have a split hoof so it's very uh, precise in telling us that it has to have these two signs so there's some rabbis that uh, and i'm talking about rabbis from long long time ago uh, maimonides great rabbis that used to discuss that god had a reason to give us these laws and there were rabbis that said that there's no reason that we can understand in our right mind about keeping these laws, but we should keep them even if we don't understand them. So we see here that there's some reasons we find reasons why we should keep kasher. For example, here it, it explains that what we eat is what we're made of. And, and, and animals that we eat really, at the end of the day, they become us because we eat them, the body processes them, it digests them, it keeps the nutrients, it throws away what's not good, whatever is good for us, it keeps, it's kept in the body, it goes to your bloodstream, then it, it reproduces yourself, and then 
your 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 skin, your eye, everything, your hair, everything is reproduced constantly because of what you eat. So that that saying that says you are what you eat, it's very very true. And we can come to say, yeah, well, I understand Hashem wants us to eat good animals, so we have good qualities in us. He doesn't want us to be eating animals that are predators, that are um, that are vicious, that have not good uh, qualities, because at the end, this is what we become. So some rabbis say they find these explanations, and, uh, and, and then there's these other rabbis that come, and they fight with them, and they say, no, that's not true. We should keep the laws because this is what God wants from us. We should not like look for reasons why we have to keep kasher, and we just should do it because this is what a Jew should do, and we should live by these laws. So what does what does it mean, really? In reality, both of them are right. There are reasons why Hashem gives these laws that we can see them. We really can benefit from them. We can actually see them. But this is not why Hashem did them. We can see the effects of keeping kashrut, but this is not the reason why Hashem created these laws. And then we can say, yeah, we have to keep the Torah, we have to be good kids, we have to do what our parents ask from us, we should not rebel, we should just do it. And yeah, in a certain way it works for some people, but in a certain way it doesn't work for other people. Some people need answers, some people want to know why. So here we have a paradox. Do we do this or do we do that? And Hasidut comes and explains, you know, both are right. Yeah, you can see the effects of Kashrut, you can see the holiness in it, you can see, you cannot uh, say no, like, yeah, we, we can see. But on the other hand, yeah, we also have to keep the Torah. This is why we're here, this is the reason we're here. But at the end, we have to look at it in a complete different way. So there's one way to look at it. You can look at it as the creation. You can look at it as a creation. You're a creation and you're looking at it from your point of view. So yes, these rabbis are discussing and they're looking at it from their point of view. But then we can take a step higher and we can look at it from the point of view of the creator, of Hashem. So why would Hashem create all these laws? Why would he make us go through this where it's telling us that the animals have to have a, a, a split hoof, they have to chew their cud, yeah, mambo jambo, it's very nice, the story that the open hoof means that, uh, that the, it teaches us that one's actions in the service of God represented by the foot or hoof that propels a person into action should be recognizable, doubled. When one is involved in any holy matter, it should be apparent to an onlooker that in addition to one's current actions, one is already preparing for a higher, more lofty achievement. So the open hoof really means in the outside, I look that I am a religious person. In the outside, the way I dress, the way I eat, the way I, I talk to you, in the outside, I look at, like a religious person. But then the chewing of the cut means in the inside too. It's not only what you put inside your mouth, it's also what comes out of your mouth. It's how you, what you're thinking, what you're saying, what you're doing. It has to be double. So yes, this is a very nice explanation, but this is a human point of view explanation. So what would it be Hashem's point of view? Why did God create this law? Why is um, a cow better than a camel or a pig? Why can we eat this and why can we not eat that? 
Why? Why did God create these laws? What is his intention? Why did he do it? So Hasidut explains that if we look at it from the point of view of Hashem, Hashem created the world and he wants us to be holy. At the end of this parasha, that's the last words. Hashem is holy and he wants you to be holy. That's the reason. He wants you to be like him. He wants you to be holy, to connect to his essence, to his truth and to his needs that he really needs us to be able to understand it. So Hashem creates things that are unholy. He doesn't want to create them. He doesn't like them. He, for him, it's an abomination. It's something that it, 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 it's repulsive for him. It, it says it here, don't eat this, it's repulsive. Why, why does he create a pig? Why, what's the need? And he could have created us without the need to eat. We could have been like the iPhone that we are plugged into the wall for at night so we can recharge and that would have been it. We can be rechargeable. We don't need to eat, that's not our need, but he created a human being with a need to eat called a Jew and he created things that he can eat and things that he cannot eat. So what's the answer here? So the answer is free will. Hashem wanted us to give, to give us free will. He wants us to give us freedom of choice. And the only way that he can give us freedom of choice is it creates in his world things that are abominable for him and there's things that he loves and he needs. So he creates things that he loves and he creates things that he hates so we can choose to do the things he loves. That's all, it's simple. He wants us to connect to him. He wants us to be holy because he is holy, but he wants it for, for us to be our choice. He doesn't want to impose it on us. He wants us to choose to be holy like him. So by us choosing not to eat certain things and eating other things in the proper way, we are choosing to be holy. We're choosing to be connected to Hashem's essence, to what he really is, his holiness. And that's what he really wants from us, to be holy. So that is ultimately your choice. You choose it. If you want to be holy, these are the laws. Look at it in Shemini. And if you don't want to be holy, you don't care, then do whatever you want. So I wish you a good week, a happy week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.